This is not your century. This is Not Your Century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. Two-thirds of the senators present not having pronounced him guilty, the Senate adjudges that the respondent, William Jefferson Clinton, President of the United States, is not guilty as charged in the second article of impeachment. That's Chief Justice William Rehnquist reading the verdict on the obstruction of justice charge against President Clinton. That was the second of two articles of impeachment. The first was perjury. The Senate found Clinton not guilty of that one, too. It wasn't close. Even though the makeup of the Senate was 55 Republicans, 45 Democrats, neither article even got a majority of votes to convict, never mind the two-thirds majority needed. The vote on the perjury charge was 55 to 45 to acquit, as 10 Republicans joined all the Democrats. On obstruction, it was 50-50. The Democrats again unanimous, five Republicans breaking ranks. A few minutes after the verdict was announced, Clinton walked into the White House Rose Garden to make a statement. Now that the Senate has fulfilled its constitutional responsibility, bringing this process to a conclusion, I want to say again to the American people how profoundly sorry I am for what I said and did to trigger these events and the great burden they have imposed on the Congress and on the American people. Clinton didn't convey any sense of vindication or celebration, and neither did the Senate Democrats, who pretty much all characterized the five-week trial as an ordeal, one that did profound damage both to Clinton and to the presidency itself. Senator after senator, Democrats as well as Republicans, called Clinton a liar, immoral, shameless. They described his behavior with words like disgusting, reckless, and a word Hillary Clinton would use 17 years later. Deplorable. The impeachment stemmed from Clinton's affair with Monica Lewinsky, a White House intern who was 22 when she had her first sexual encounter with the president. That was in November of 1995, and he was 49. Their last encounter was in March of 97, and the news broke in January of 98. At a nationally televised press conference, Clinton denied it. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. He wasn't under oath there, but he said the same thing under oath, and that was the basis for the perjury charge. His defense was technical, that he was a passive recipient of oral sex, and that wasn't the same thing as having sexual relations. There was also his famous testimony about how it depends what your definition of is is. That was about his having said, there is not a sexual relationship. The idea was, that wasn't a lie, because he said is, and the relationship was in the past. That didn't even go over well with Democrats. All this talk about oral sex and some of the other details that came out about the encounters between the president and the intern, it was new in political discourse, and new in media. Terms like oral sex and semen... A key piece of evidence was a stain on one of Lewinsky's dresses. You didn't used to hear those on network television. Now, all of a sudden, they were common. A sort of reassessment of sexual mores was happening right on TV at dinnertime in the middle of a political scandal. One sociologist said that if special prosecutor Ken Starr had come along 30 years ago, he wouldn't have dreamed of asking these questions. 30 years from now, she said, it'll be understood that those questions are none of your business. 
I'm not sure that's quite true, but it is true that infidelity is no longer necessarily a political death penalty, as it had been in 1988 for Gary Hart when he was a Democratic frontrunner for president. Reporters caught him in an affair, and it was all over for him. As damaging as both parties said the impeachment was to Clinton and to the presidency, the outcome of the trial was never really in doubt. Democratic senators were furious with Clinton, but they unanimously said that his lies didn't rise to the level of high crimes. A dozen would have had to vote to convict, even if the GOP senators were unanimous. None did. Throughout the process, polls consistently found that Americans were against removing Clinton from office. Impeachment did hurt him, though. Clinton remained popular. His approval rating held steady at around 60%. But Vice President Al Gore distanced himself from the president as he campaigned to succeed him in 2000. And Gore lost a contested election to George W. Bush. There was one more thing on February 12, 1999. With the impeachment proceedings over, a spokesman for Hillary Clinton said the first lady would now have time to turn her attention to something she just hadn't had time to think about. With Senator Daniel Patrick Moynihan of New York retiring, Hillary Clinton would seriously consider running for his seat. I'm King Kaufman, and this has been Not Your Century, a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Get great journalism today and support the newsroom that creates this podcast by signing up for a Chronicle membership at sfchronicle.com pod. We now return you to your century.